I bet the whole woods is going to stink like Rod. It's going to be good. People who don't love them have never gone after them. It's not like mule deer where, like, sneeze in the wrong direction and all the deer, and you know, within eight, 500 yards are gone. If you told, like, a regular Alaskan that, they'd either, like, start hysterically laughing or they'd be like, are you, like, are you okay? Where, where's your thought process? We were hiking along and we are glassing this hillside. And the bear was so big on the hillside that I assumed it was a bush. Even if it involves, like, driving halfway across the country to just try. Just try, man. Like, go do it. Hey, everyone. My name is Drew Kress, Wildland Hunter, and you're listening to The Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. I would rest at peace for eternity if my legacy was that I made a positive influence on the non-hunting public about what hunters are and what hunting is. I finally got my buck on our last real day of hunting. So a pro-hunting organization is voting against hunting. And that says anti-hunting to me. There was a year straight where I was averaging up to 200 death threats a day. And I hugged it. Like, I just wanted to hug a bear. It's proven that the average steak in a grocery store touches 50 to 100 hands and machines. And we're putting that into our body. Hey, y'all, Cable Smith, host of the Lone Star Outdoors show here. This is Adam Weatherby. I'm Corey Jacobson with Elk 101. This is Christy Titus. Hey, folks, this is John Bear. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Wild Initiative, brought to you as part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So y'all getting on with today's episode, I am here in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, I am days away from my elk hunt and uh, got to meet up with my buddy Drew Chris. We, uh, originally it was SHOT Show that we ran into each other, right? Yeah, I saw your face at SHOT Show and I was like, oh fuck, I know that guy. <laughs> um, so then I had to go introduce myself and then, yeah, when I saw you coming out to Arizona, I just like, you know wanted to see what I could do for you, you know, and it, dove hunting was, you know, an awesome plus. That was a lot of, that was a lot of fun, even though, you know, we didn't, we didn't get a ton of birds, um, wasn't super busy, but it was like, it was like the perfect little intro, it was mellow, it was fun time, if my shotgun would have stopped jamming, that would have yeah. been nice, but. 
Yeah, just like a good like build up, like getting your taste of Arizona is kind of cool. And then finally, it's cooled down. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure the elk are bugling right now, but I think it was like 40 this morning. So I think, yeah, I bet they'll start ripping pretty good. I have a feeling like the rut it's like they're one it's like they want to start rutting i've just been from what i've been hearing from people in the area it's like they really really want to start rutting they just with the weather and how it's been they weren't quite getting into it and i think now like starting my hunt over the next couple of days they're really going to start kicking it off and i really hope so for your sake um i mean i mean i don't like live here all the time but um from what I understand, it's just been a weird, like, monsoon season. So, like, even deer hunting was, like, really weird to start out. Like, I had a really weird, like, first couple weeks. But um, I don't know. I mean, you got plenty of time, right? Like, you're here for the whole season. Yeah. 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 So, like, at some point, you know, I, I bet it's just going to get hot and, like, ruddy and it's going to be great. I bet the whole woods is going to stink like rot. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's like the weird, weird things hunters say, oh man, it's going to be awesome. The whole woods is going to just smell like sex, <laughs> like yeah. elk sex. You know what? I wonder how bad like the elk piss will smell. I've never smelled it. That's going to be interesting. You'll have to let me know though. <laughs> Cause you're the lucky guy who gets the tags. Like, dude, I'm at, I'll have nine points next year. It's, I, I doubt I'll get it next year, but see like, I'll admit I've gotten I've gotten some pretty lucky draws. Like I drew Audad in New Mexico, like my first time putting in for it. What unit was that again? The was it the thirty four East? I want to Santa say, Fe Mountains, right? Now I feel now I feel stupid. It was so long ago. I can't. I'd have uh, to. That's all right. <laughs> I'd have to go look back. But I did the over a, the counter one. Oh, this did year. you? Yeah. And me and my little brother hiked our butts off, and yeah. It would like, you know how it was like with the bluffs there and everything, right? Yeah. 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 Like you could see some on the other side of the bluff and you're like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, there's no way I'm going over there. So that's what ended up happening to us for four days. Um, and that was near Alamogordo. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, back to the tag draw. Well, no, I was going to say that was one of those things. Like I brought, I brought my bow and I brought my rifle and I was like, oh, I might try it with my bow. And then I got hooked up with these guys. They were friends of a friend. Um, and uh, they're like, yeah, we'll take you out. We'll put you on some odd ad. And they're like, there's no way you're, there's no way you're, you're getting one with your bow. Like just where we're taking you. That's it's just not going like, like their eyesight is just like fantastic, mm-hmm. which I did end up seeing. But, um, but so I put, brought out my rifle. I brought up my 30 out six thinking that'd be fine. And they're like, no. <laughs> what is that? They think that was too much gun or what? No, not enough gun. Oh, cause they enough. were, cause though I brought my six, five. Well, so yeah, they, they were saying like, you were saying the bluffs, you're like, you're on one side, you see them, yeah. you know, what? 700 yards across the way. Oh, they were just like talking about like Tim Tebowing a football across the other oh, side. Or? I took my auto had 625 yards. Oh, geez. One shot. Yeah. Um, I didn't have my rifle that much. 30 out six. Ain't going to do that. Yeah. Um, they, I used one of their 300 wind mags, which using somebody else's rifle is just... It feels weird. Weird. Especially, you know, when it's all set up for and them. And, like, when you're right behind it, like, you're just, like, that thought process in your head. You're like, man, I really hope I did not wound this thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very upset because, it, you know, it's not yours. It's just, you know, just like with a different bow, like, I could not pick up a different bow and just be like, oh, 20-yard pin, you know? <laughs> Jeez. Well, shooting a bow, too, is so individual, even compared to shooting a rifle. Like, yeah. two people shoot a rifle, 
and generally they'll be on target. I feel mm-hmm. like you know there'll be a little bit of differences in sight picture, and you know especially if you're using irons versus a scope. But shooting a bow, it's more personal. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. I mean, shoot, you just change your anchor point slightly. You may have everything else lined up properly, yeah. but just one little teeny thing changes. And suddenly you're going from you're going from slamming them right into the center of that target to getting yeah. the hay bale all around it. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. I'm learning that I'm learning that lesson the hard way with this hunt coming up. Um, I've getting I've been practicing my shooting probably more than just about anything else. Yeah, or any other year, and it's gotten me into my head more. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. I think like just. Well, like what we talked about yesterday, like the best thing you can do is just when that opportunity comes, it's like, just keep staring that hole until where you're trying to shoot and like being calm. And you're like, cause like, I almost feel like I just lose a sense of reality when I get into those moments. Like, I almost feel like I'm a little bit outside my body and like the control's not there, but like what helps me if I like, just like take a breath and I'm like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. This is happening. Like stay calm pick that spot you know follow through that that's always helped me a lot that was that was one thing uh i had joel turner on the podcast we were talking about uh shooting and uh you know he runs those uh the shooting seminars and stuff he has like his very technical way of kind of overriding your body chemistry and stuff to shoot better and uh one of his big things is like what do you say before you shoot and Everyone, you know, everyone has a different answer. Like, oh, well, I think this. And I think He's like, no, like you should say something. Like it doesn't have to be, it's not, you're not like walking yourself through your steps necessarily. Yeah, you're doing that, but say the same thing before you shoot every time. And it's a cue to like hone in and, and like get out of that like automated like yeah. spot where you have no control where you're yeah. out of your body. And, you know, everyone like for some people it's like, okay, it's just like that simple. It's like, okay. Or it's like, this is it. Or yeah, mine's pick a spot. Pick a spot. There you go. You know? there you go. Mine is uh, Alonze. Um, Interesting. What's that mean? <laughs> it's, I, so I'm a giant Doctor Who nerd. Um, okay. And uh, most people listening to this are probably like, huh? What? Yeah, I, like just how I felt. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a giant, like, I love, I love fantasy novels, Dungeons and Dragons, all that stuff. I used to run Dungeons and Dragons games. I'm a huge nerd. And I'm proud of it. Um, so the TV show, Doctor Who, one of the characters, it's, it's basically, it's French for let's go. Okay. Um, and he I used like to it. say that all the time and it's always been stuck in my head. So before I shoot every time I say, Allons-y. when I'm shooting, when I'm practicing, I say it out loud. When I'm like doing real, like real world, like field situations, I just say it in my head, but it resets my brain and it ensures that I'm going through the steps like I need to. Then I'm, I remember to focus and like, like you said, burn that hole in that I'm, I'm squeezing properly. I'm holding the bow right. Like it, it, it de-automates everything. Yeah. Um, and it puts me so in a So for spot. me, the pick a spot came from, I was 14 years old in Wisconsin and I had this huge buck that my older brother ended up shooting, walk like 30 yards in front of my stand, like not a bad shot. And I was so nervous because of the fact that it was a big buck. Yeah. Buck fever. But I was just staring at his antlers cause I was so fascinated so instead of like looking where I needed to shoot, I pulled back my bow. I don't even remember aiming and I released and like the arrow probably went like four feet over its back because <laughs> I was just like in full panic mode. So the pick a spot is just like, yeah, look where you got to kill that deer or elk or whatever, you know. Well, I think that's, that's like one of the first things people tell you, like when, especially with a bow, when you're hunting, it's like, 
you know, the whole concept of aim small, miss small. We've all seen the Patriot, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's like, okay, are you shooting at the broad side of a barn? You know, then your margin of error is going to be a lot larger. You know, you aim big, you're going to miss big. The smaller, the more you, more and more and more you narrow that window that you're aiming at, the the less margin of error you're going to have. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I think one of the first things, you know, people tell you uh, when you're shooting a bow especially is like, okay, you don't look at the vitals as a whole. You're like, okay, you know, this is the whole area of the vitals. As long as I'm in there, I'm good. You're like, no, you pick that, like, one little slightly darker tuft of hair yeah. that's, like, sitting right in the center of the vitals, and, and you're aiming for that tuft of hair. You're not aiming for all the vitals, just mm-hmm. that one tuft of hair. So even if you miss by the whole width of that tuft of hair, you're still, like, yeah. well still in that section. Still right in the bread basket, yeah. yeah. But... So you're talking about uh, that deer at 14. What really got you into all of this? Like, how'd you how'd you get introduced to hunting, the outdoors, all of this? So, I mean, just like most people, um, and I actually wrote an article a little bit ago that was pretty good on this. Um, yeah, it's just like from your parents, you know. Like, my dad grew up hunting, and, you know, when I turned nine, you know, Wisconsin rules, you know, you could go hunting. Actually, I don't even know if that was Wisconsin rules. It might've been just submitted to breaking the law, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I shot my first deer with a rifle. And from there it was just like, like my dad holding my hand and then just like me slowly, like going off on my own. And then, yeah, like by the time I was in high school, um, you know, I was like out driving myself out to spots to hunt in Wisconsin and I felt I was doing pretty good. And then me and my brothers, we also trapped and fished a lot. Like, you know, we had the outdoor bug, like, you know, it was a disease to us and it's, it still is. Um, but then when I graduated high school, I joined the army and, uh, I got stationed in Alaska. So like my life has been like, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. Like just something so great. Like my choice of joining the army, like it wasn't like I was going to go get stationed Alaska. It was just me like, yeah, I want to go serve my country and, uh, you know, do some cool stuff. And then like I was in airborne school and they're like, Drew Crass, come to the front. And I came to the front and they handed me these papers are like Fort Richardson, Alaska. And I was like, no way, dude. <laughs> like I'm in for like such a heavenly treat. So yeah, I got up there in 2014 and, uh, I still live there in Palmer and then I'm here for the flight school now. But anyways, back to those draw odds that you were talking about, too. It's like the whole lower 48 is against me. That's what I feel like. I have. Well, I mean, this year I drew a coos deer tag, but I had double the points for the bonus round. I was, it was just like one of those ones where I'm like, that's it. Like, I'm getting this and I'm going hunting, you know, and it, the odds are terrible for non-residents. But um, I mean, nothing you can do about that. But the thing is, Alaska, every single year, it's a true lottery, you know? It's not like yeah. it's not like you get more points every year and have better odds. It's like a true lottery every year. And, like, most of them are, like, between, like, 5% and 10% chance of drawing. And every single year I get one. Last year I got a Kodiak brown bear tag and uh, a mountain goat tag. And this year I got another mountain goat tag. that We were, we were talking about yeah. that yesterday on the dove hunt. Yeah, do you, I mean, you're showing me that picture, that, that brown bear, and I am... Gosh, I'm jealous of scent of that thing. That's like a brown bear, especially like a Kodiak brown bear with my bow. Yeah. I mean, again, I've said this, the listeners probably have heard me say this a million times. Like that is like the epitome of being a man to me. Like, yeah, just hunting like, you know, North America's biggest predator, you know, it's, I mean, there's just nothing not intimidating 
about like a Kodiak brown bear, like yeah. their size, their power, their speed, like they just, everything about them is designed to just wreck you in every possible way. That, so the first day we got to like my hunting zone, cause there's multiple zones on Kodiak for the brown bear hunts. And I drew a specific zone. Um, we were hiking along and I had three of my buddies with, and we we're glassing this hillside. And the bear was so big on the hillside that I assumed it was a bush. So I skimmed right over it. And then my buddy was like, with, with his naked eye, he was like, is that a bear? And I was like, we've been hunting for two hours. Like, it's not a bear. And I looked up there and like, what do you know? It was a bear. Like, it looked like a minivan just like roaming around the side of the hill. And, and be it, this was, when I ranged it, I think it was 800 yards away. So like, I was just like, what in the world? Like, this is crazy. And then like going up there, like busting brush to get up there. Like it was just like, just like heart racing the whole time. I I didn't end up getting that one either. I got lost like in the, in the brush and my buddy was watching from the bottom. And when I met up with him later, he was like, I don't know how you're still alive. He's like, you were 10 yards away from that bear. He's like, you went up the wrong drainage and like pretty much went to go shake hands with the bear. And luckily the bear ran away because, you know, man, he didn't know what I was. I think that's got to be like, I mean, you know, you didn't know at the time, but afterwards that's got to be awfully butt puckering. You're like, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't even hear it either. That's the crazy thing. It's like all of these animals, these giant, giant animals, whether it's elk or bear, this or that. And, you know, you, you would never know unless, you know, if they were, if they're trying to be quiet, Never know until they're on top of you. Oh, 100%, like that's, yeah. That's the crazy thing about it. But So you're up there in Alaska. You're living the dream, chasing goats, chasing mm-hmm. bear. I'm jealous. I'm thoroughly jealous, that's uh, for sure. I, I'm sure. <laughs> Most people are, man. Like I get a lot of messages on Instagram where people are like, how do I do that? How do I do this? And I love answering them, too, because when I, I, mean, when I first got up there, like it was dude who sat in tree stands and white-tailed hunt. At one point, I set up a tree stand and tried to moose hunt. Like, if you told, like, a regular Alaskan that, they'd, like, (laughs) they wouldn't, they'd either, like, start hysterically laughing or they'd be, like, are you, like, are you okay? Like, where, where is your thought process on that? Did you get dropped as a child? (laughs) Yeah, for real. And so it took me years to, like, actually, like, figure out, like, how to actually, like, like, Western big game hunt. Like, actually go for walks, actually, like, learn how to glass, like... And it wasn't until like being up there for three years where I actually like harvested an animal and it was black bear over bait, you know, which was nothing like super, uh, you know, crazy for Alaska, but it was still like super satisfying. That's for sure. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So tell me a little bit more about Alaska. Like, what is it like? Because, you know, I feel like there's certain places for outdoorsmen that are like the dream. Like Montana's one of them. Yeah, Alaska's one of them. Idaho. You know, Idaho for sure. Like spots in, like BC is yeah. huge. Albeit not as much lately because um, yeah. of all the regulations. But mm-hmm. like there's just few a few places that are like 
the dream? Why would you why would you say Alaska is so high on people's list? Like what what does Alaska have to offer? I would say it's like this is what I always tell people like it's it's big boy hunting. Like if you're going up there you better have some suspenders, like you better have a belt to tighten up because like you're either going to walk a long way, you're going to pay a lot of money to take a plane out to fly you a long way. Like, you know, or you're going to take a boat out real far. Or, I mean, the way I always describe it, besides like the big boy hunting, is like everything is bigger. The mountains are huge there. Like sheep hunting there, like compared to like the lower 48, like the sheep hunts I've seen here, it's just like, oh my God, like are you, we're going to go hike up that. And then if we don't see a sheep, we're going to hike over to the next mountain. <laughs> and then three days later, we're going to hike over to the next mountain. Like it's, it's endurance hunting is like how I kind of think of it, you know, like the bear baiting up there's really good. So like you can do like, you know, somewhat easier hunting like bear baiting. But when it comes to like moose, caribou, you know, not necessarily blacktail, but like goat and sheep hunting, like you better have some tough feet. You better have been like going on some jogs and some hikes before you go up there, you know? But like what you said, like with like, why does everyone want to go to Alaska? I mean, I mean, have you seen the pictures? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's mostly, I think it's, it's mostly like moose and brown bear for people. And then you got the sheep hunters who are, you know, obviously crazy about sheep hunting. But I think out of all, like moose is probably the most, one of the most gnarly in my opinion, besides goat and sheep hunting. Cause that's just, to me, that's just like a whole different, you know, it's like, that's over here, you know? And then you have this here. Cause like I, I killed a moose in 2018. I just ran out of meat a little bit ago. Like, <laughs> like two months ago, I like finished my last moose steak, but I just remember walking up to it and I was like, Oh my God, what do I do now? Dude? <laughs> like, one hind quarter on it was like 130 pounds. Like I just remember me and my buddy lifting it up and trying to get it in the game bag was just like, like a stroke and a half. That's just, it's like, you know, in your head that animals that large exist. Mm -hmm. And even a lot of the times, like, you know, whatever, you'll go somewhere, you'll go to Colorado, you'll go to Utah or somewhere and you, you may see a moose from the side of the road but it's not the same. Well, one, two, something tells me they're, uh, they probably grow them a little bit bigger out in Alaska too. Yeah. Yukon moose for sure. Yeah. But like when you walk up on that thing, it's on the ground and you know, in your head, you're like, it just keeps getting bigger too. <laughs> <laughs> I must be almost there. Look how large it is. Yeah. I'm still 200 yards away. Oh dear Lord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and the knowledge that you have to get that thing out of there one way or the other, like you've got to figure out a way to, process that they like quarter that thing mm -hmm. get it it took me and my it took me and my buddy like six hours like the whole like mid, like mid-morning to like afternoon and then like by the time we got it back we we're both just covered in blood head to toe and luckily it was a float trip so i just had to bring it back to the raft nice and i just took my boots off and just walked right in the creek yeah it was freezing cold but i just got all that like blood off of me and everything but that was it was pretty rejuvenating i was gonna say that's got to be like the best i mean you know it, it, like you said that's got to freeze your ass off but yeah like that's got to be the best like 
I don't know, way to, to end a trip like that, too. Mm. Like well, freaking... I still had another 40 miles of river to float. <laughs> Which, <laughs> or I should say to end your pack out is really what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Which rafting, you know, obviously is not as hard as like walking and packing something out. But rafting is still exhausting, you know, especially on those rivers up there. Well, you're always like, I feel like you have to always be on too to make sure you're. Oh, yeah. You're, you're always like rolling, like centered up, like making sure the meat's secured. And then, like, you'll hit a like a shallow spot in the creek and then you'll like bottom out. And the next thing you know, you and your buddy are like dry humping the raft trying to get it off. It, it's pretty <laughs> funny, but I just remember so many times just like getting lightheaded and almost passing out because I was just like straining so hard trying to push the raft off of like these rocks and stuff. But, man, I can't wait to do that again. So, I mean, Alaska has everything. You know, it offers everything. Oh, you got, yeah. you got Sitka Blacktail. You've got Brown Bear. You've got Caribou. You've got Moose. You've got Goat. You've got all of, all of this stuff you can hunt. So, say somebody somebody's like, I'm sold, man. Like, I want that adventure. I've watched way too much Meat Eater. I want, you know, I want, I want to go on my, I want to go on an Alaskan hunt. What would you recommend to them? Like, um, I mean, so like on my Instagram, people reach out to me all the time. If you want to reach out to me it's at Wildland Hunter, like hundred percent, shoot me a DM. I just helped a guy this last year. He shot a massive bull caribou. I was super happy for him. I'll show you a picture after this. But you know, like a lot of hunts here, like I go read forums. Do you ever do stuff like that? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so like, read forums magazines are a good thing to start with i mean with alaska i think the big thing to do is just like look at that list of everything they have to hunt and be like okay what's it first what's in my budget and time off like if you want to go moose hunting you know you better have moose or sheep you better have like 10 days probably two weeks you know including travel and stuff to get up there but if you only have like a long weekend or something you know that's more of like going on a goat hunt or probably black blacktail for sure so yeah figure out well you were telling a you were we were talking yesterday about blacktail and your, yeah, your little kodiak uh, island yeah kodiak island blacktail. i guess i'll share i better not see a bunch of people though <laughs> doing this because i'm gonna end up doing it and then like if i see somebody at the airport doing it, i'll be like dude that was my that's, that's my thing okay <laughs> i heard but, it i heard it on the wild initiative podcast i mean like all right whatever just come with me um so yeah um the Kodiak Island road system. So you just book a flight to Kodiak city and then take a taxi from Kodiak city to the U-Haul place, rent a U-Haul. It's 20 bucks a day plus a dollar a mile. You probably only put on like 80 miles, like, you know, on like a four day weekend. I mean, you can buy your tags before, or you can go to the fishing game there and get your locking tag. Um, I mean, it does suck for non-residents. It's 300 bucks for a deer tag. But, I mean, that's pretty much what it is in the lower 48 for most states, right? I was going to say, yeah, you're hunting, like, here in Arizona. See, for me, it's all free in Alaska. So, I'm like, when, yeah. when someone has to pay for it, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but, so, yeah, get your tag and then take your U-Haul van and drive either the north or south road system. Just get off just about anywhere. I mean, you can look at Onyx, you know, if you want to, like, check things out and just go walk, dude. And, like... I post all the time on Instagram, like photos of Kodiak. And I'm like, this is the most magical place. This, this place has magic. Like there's spirits walking around this place. I swear. Like, and, and you'll probably realize it within like, you know, four hours of your walk, but like you can go walk. And if you don't see like 10 to 20 deer on like a day hunt, 
like you're then you're doing something really long like really wrong like you're probably just being too loud or you know i don't know where you would be if you didn't see that many deer like just walking walking with the wind at your back all day long like yeah that's what you probably have to be doing but you would still see some like you'd be like oh off to my left 50 yards running off yeah you'd be like oh interesting yeah i mean it, it does depend on when you go to like if you go during the rut so like that first day i was there last year i was telling you we rented the u-haul van and hunted the road system and we only went out for like three and a half hours and i think we saw like a dozen deer my buddy was using his longbow so we were struggling a little bit but it was during the rut so like it was like super prime like yeah i just love that place if if you like if blacktail is on your list like and you're a poor boy that's what i would go do because you can get a round trip ticket just for like six to eight hundred bucks that just pack your own food 20 bucks a day for the u-haul you know that's a pretty cheap hunt for alaska you know i mean you're you're effectively you know okay you're paying three what if you pay 300 bucks for the tag yeah i mean under two grand yeah effectively you've got an alaskan hunt blacktail are cool deer like some people hate them some people love them i think they're cool i absolutely people who don't love them have never gone after them like that's what i've mostly found like Anybody I know who's hunted blacktail are just like, man, I, I just love hunting blacktail, man. Like, it's such a good time. It's not like mule deer where, like, you, like, sneeze in the wrong direction and all the deer and, you know, within the eight, 500 <laughs> yards are gone, you know. Like, they're just not that weary. And it, it blew my mind, too, because, like, just the amount of brown bears on the island and the bucks are just, like, da-da-da, like, just moseying along, like. Just could not get Sometimes, like, they'll just look at you and just be like, hi, like. What's up, man? And well, then just f- go back to it. I feel like compared to the lower 48, like, yeah, there's a lot of hunters up in Alaska and a lot of people go up there every year. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people out there, but it's such a huge landmass, even even the islands and yeah. stuff. Like, they just don't encounter people as, like, compared to, like, the deer down here that are, you know, pricing six hunters a day half of the time. Yeah. You know, tromping through, they're smelling us all the time, all mm-hmm. that crap. Like up there, they, I mean, they probably just don't see it as much. So they have no reason to be as yeah. like as spooky. And yeah. Wary. And a lot of people too, that are going to Kodiak to hunt blacktail, like just specifically blacktail, they always get on a flow plane and fly to the other side of the Island and hunt, you know, like they pay like another two grand to just do that. When you could like, if you just hunt the road system, even you don't even have to hunt it that hard. <laughs> like you'll like, if you don't get success, like I would, like just message me man and i'll i'll venmo you 20 bucks like <laughs> <laughs> here's the cost of your yeah U-haul here's your bag. u-haul bag i'm sorry <laughs> i mean i feel and like I'm blocking you yeah. <laughs> and i don't want to yeah um i mean i feel like yeah you yeah you may not get the the biggest buck in the world or whatever you know but yeah if you're not getting into them and finding success in an environment like that like yeah you maybe need to go back to the drawing board. Maybe it's not time for you to go on that Alaskan hunt. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You you probably got to learn the basics a little bit, a little bit better before yeah. uh, making that choice. But yeah, so I'm excited. So like, I have that goat permit. It's on the road system for this year that I drew. I don't know how I drew it. I'm just like a lucky guy when it comes to Alaska. But see, so yeah, I'm bringing a couple of buddies with two, and it's only one on the other side of the island. Like you can shoot three blacktail, um, but on the road system, it's only one. 
But yeah, like if you go there and shoot a blacktail, just walk over to the harbor and find a little flyer for a halibut day fishing trip, pay your 200 bucks, then go out halibut fishing all day. And the, the halibut fishing on Kodiak's awesome. So like go there, get your blacktail and your halibut, and then maybe buy some king crab if you want to have a surf and turf. <laughs> and then go to Kodiak Island Brewing Company, get your beer and have your own surf and turf, man. And that is what like the Kodiak dream is made of, man. I love that. I, I, I like that. I like it. You got the plan yeah. laid out right there, man. That, and, and that really is. I feel like if you're going to go up to, if you're going to pay the money to go up to Alaska, you know, uh, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. A, any way you put it, if you're going up, you're investing. So why not invest a little bit extra, save up a little bit extra and get that whole experience. Oh, go yeah, for sure. do the halibut fishing, yeah. you know, get out on the water, you know, go get some crab, like, enjoy enjoy the fruits of your labor like mm-hmm. while you're there that's that is a vacation in my mind like forget florida like <laughs> that's what i would save my money to do if i didn't live there anymore but i i mean i still do it anyways but i'm gonna, I'm gonna go if, what, what are you gonna do for your vacation oh we're gonna we're gonna go to orange beach and like and and you know just chill on the beach and have beers what are you gonna do i'm gonna go freeze my nuts off yeah. in alaska get soaking wet get soaking. yeah make sure you bring good rain gear that's that's uh, another fun fact for you. Oh, yeah. It's uh, especially on Kodiak Island, yeah. right? It's pretty, from everything I've seen from the videos, it's pretty just. Yeah, it's bad. Gnarly weather if you, all the if, time. If you listeners want to like see like the weirdness of Kodiak, go to YouTube and watch my brown bear video. It's a two part. But you'll like see like it all be like nice sunny day, like beautiful, like sun shining all over you. And then it's like a hurricane comes in and just tears <laughs> you apart and then just right back to it. So definitely bring a tarp tent, bring good rain gear. Bring, uh, bring your A-game gear, yeah. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I mean, unless you're okay with being miserable, then, you know, more power to you. I don't know. I think it's funny. It's like you listen to all that misery, and that just, like, makes me want to do it more. Oh, yeah. It's, it's something about those So, hunts. like, you talk about loving it. You're like, yeah, I like the misery, like the miserable hunt. Like, this one talk. I want my knees and back to hurt so bad. And then you get out, and you're like, man, this hurts so bad. Like... <laughs> Dang it. And then you get past it and like you're on your way back from your hunt. And you're like, oh yeah, dude, I'm the man. Like I'm the toughest hunter. Like besides that fact you had in your head, like you're just like, please make this stop. You're like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm the toughest hunter on the planet. You know, <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, it's the whole concept of the harder it is, the more worth it, it is. You know, yeah, it's like, in the end. yeah. And yeah, you may be, you may be a little bitch in the moment. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, gosh, all I want to do is quit. I, just I always wanna... keep that to myself. Like, you'll watch my videos and, like, you'll be like, wow, this dude's just trucking along. Like, <laughs> can't stop him. And then, like, I, I hit pause in the camera and I'm, like, just, like, looking over my shoulder, like, shaking my head, like, <laughs> like, just, like you just grab a tree branch, you just beat the crap yeah, out of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely don't keep it to myself. Anybody that's watched my Instagram stories while I'm hunting, yeah, knows that I'm like, man, this freaking sucks. I don't know what the heck I was thinking coming out here. This was a dumb idea. Yeah, <laughs> but then I also share, you know, the highest of highs as well when I'm freaking stoked yeah. about something and in the middle of it. But no, I think, yeah, I think there's just like you watch you watch the video, you know, like videos of like your hunt or stuff on. You know, I mean, Renella has tons of stuff yeah. from Alaska up there and Kodiak and, or you watch, I mean, countless, countless, born and raised, Randy Newberg, like everyone's got mm-hmm. like Kodiak 
videos, especially, mm-hmm. and you just watch and like you see them. They're like miserable. They can't do any. They can't glass at all because it's all fogged over. They're just sitting under a tarp tent for a day and a half, like mm-hmm. in their rain gear because the rain won't let up and they're mm-hmm. soaked and, and like. And then there's, there's got to be something wrong with us because. You look yeah, at that and you're like, that? Yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to do that. That looks like vacation to me. And that's why I like filming it so much too. Cause like I get to watch myself after and I'm like, oh man, that sucks so much. But like looking at it now, like I, that, that looks awesome. Like I want to go do that again. I want to go back yeah. and I would hundred percent go back, you know, I don't know. One of these days soon I've got, I got enough buddies at this point up in Alaska that have, uh, that have invited me up or like want to go, go hunting. Uh, I've got a couple of buddies up there that have, they're like, Oh man, anytime you want to come up, we'll put you on some caribou. And I'm like, Oh, that'd be awesome. Ah, if I have kids at that time, I can tell them I killed one of Santa's reindeer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? There's reindeer on Kodiak too. Hardly anybody knows this. Have you watched like solo hunter and all a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Tim and my buddy Austin, um, went out to, they're on Kodiak Island. So like they brought them out there and they were feral, you know, caribou, reindeer, and they just like let them go. So there's just like a herd running around there and it's harvest huh. ticket over the counter. Like if you will bust your butt and go out there, you know, you can, you, you can shoot a reindeer and they're, so is, I'm quoting reindeer. Is know? there a difference between a caribou and a reindeer? Like, are they really the same? Is it like, a, I don't know what to tell you, I, like, <laughs> you know, I was I mean, wondering that because I always thought the, it was just a caribou at, was a reindeer. If you look at like the antlers on a reindeer compared to like an inland caribou, you kind of look at them. The reindeer ones look kind of like thinner, you know, a little, not scrawny, but like a little bit smaller. But like, and then if you look like at a big bull caribou from inland, you're like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a beef boy right there, you know? Hmm. That's, that's all I can tell. I don't think their body size are any different, but it's just the antlers, I think. I don't know. I'm sure somebody will somebody be listening to this, and I'll get a message on Instagram being like, "You're a dumbass. This is what a reindeer is." Yeah, send me the definition, please. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's listening to this and knows the knows the difference between uh, just any old inland caribou and a reindeer, or if it's just all locale and our imagination, please send us a message. Let me know because I am morbidly curious now, and I'm too lazy to look it up on Google. Yeah, I feel that. I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of google information out there but hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Got your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so say somebody comes up to you, uh, you know, maybe it's a buddy, maybe it's just someone, someone you happen to meet, and uh, say they come up to you and they're like, "Man, you know, I know you do all this hunting stuff. I know, uh, you know, I know you're always in the outdoors. This looks so freaking cool, man." But I don't know. Like there's so much, there's so much shit to learn. This is, it's like really intimidating. I don't, I don't know if I'm built for this. Uh, it looks cool, but I don't know if I can do it. What would you tell that person? I would just, if they like actually had a desire for it, they're like, yeah, I really want to go do this. Um, I'd be like, yeah, dude, like you can totally do it. Like 
it's not as hard as you think when it like, when it all comes together, you're like, okay, wow, that was not like what I expected it to be. But like for somebody like who's never gone out before, I mean, for sure, like get a mentor, you know, but like in a hard thing too, like, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are from the lower 48 and a lot like opportunity just seems to be like just diminishing over time, you know? And a lot of people, it's hard to archery hunt. Like, you know, if people live in Arizona, like they're like, yeah, I want to go hunting. And then it takes them three years to get a rifle tag here, but you can archery hunt every year. Um, but yeah, so like just opportunity like that's really hard. So like, if you can just take the opportunity, like any opportunity, like that antelope hunt I was talking to you about yesterday, that was an over the counter one. Like yeah. that was a leftover tag. And I just paid my $400 for the license and tag. And that's, I know that's a problem with a lot of people too. They can't justify spending that much money. It's like, well, man, you either invest in it or you don't like, if you want to go be successful, then spend a little bit of money. Like, or if you don't want to do it at all and you just want to sit and watch me make my videos and listen to your podcast and dream about hunting, then like, it's never going to happen, man. You know, like you you just got to get to it. You know, even if it involves like driving halfway across the country to just try, like, just try, man. Like, go do it. Like, put your boots on, <laughs> put your clothes on, you know, and just go for a walk and be patient, have fun. Like, and the biggest thing, like, that I always preach is, like, so, like, when you go hunt, do you ever, like, just feel like you're just narrow, like, visioned, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. it's just, like, you're just looking at, like, one thing straight out in front of you and you just forget to look at the whole picture. And, like, if you just will take a second to just sit down and, like, look at like everything that's in front of you game or not, whether it's just land and just be like, dude, like I'm so lucky to be here. Like it's nice out. I'm not dying. I'm getting to do something like peaceful, like, and just like, I don't know. That's, that's how I always feel when I go out. Like you just let things go like that. have been bothering you in this, like such normal, 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 whatever, people life that like we've created, you know, it's just like stress keeps going up and then like I go hunting and then like, I just like slowly bring it back down. It's just like, you know, not quite enough. So like if, if you've never gone hunting before, just go out and experience that, you know, it can be like just something simple as dove hunting, like taking you dove hunting yesterday. I could see that you were like, impact was that like you spent five bucks on a dove tag and you bought the shells for me. Thank you. Um, (laughs) you know, and, 20, 30 bucks on a box of shells, man, you know? And like, I could see like you were just like standing there, even when there weren't any doves, like I could just see like you were just relaxed, like looking out and you're like, nice, like cool, you know? That's the thing. It's like, you know, I liked what you said, you know, how you can get so tunnel vision. I think it's because we're so stuck in our own, our own rat race, whether it's for work or whatever yeah. we're doing or even our projects, it's so easy. And a lot of problems too with like our Instagrams. We want to get that buck so bad. We want to get that bull so bad. And we want to do it in such a particular way that, yes, it is gratifying to us. But sometimes like that shortcut in your head like comes and you're like, yeah, if I can just do this to get the picture for the gram, like, you know, like I want to go hike over the next hill, but there's a buck right here next to the road and I can kill it and get a picture for the gram, you know? (laughs) And so like that, that added stress of like wanting to get it. So like you can text your buddies, the picture of it and feel satisfied about that, man. I think that takes a little bit away of it, you know? And 
and it's hard to get rid of it. Like it's hard to like not be stressed out about it. So like, like I said, with just like sitting there and like, just like telling yourself, you're like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Like, look at this. That's, that's like my kind of way of like breathing out, I guess. Well, and it's so often I'll get, I'll get into the field and I'll be like, okay, I have to make the most of every single second I'm doing yeah. this. I have to be on and I have to be, if I'm, if I'm not seeing, I have to be hiking more and I have to be moving over this ridge and I have to be doing this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I don't have to be doing shit. Yeah. It's like, I'm already here. I'm already doing it. Yeah. I'm already I'm like, doing it. You know? I, this is. This is supposed to be fun, dude. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be enjoying this. Yes. And sometimes, like I said, I, I drag all of that crap that I have during the week. I drag that into the hunt with me. and it's, I, You're no longer glassing for deer. You're glassing how you're going to pay for the bill next week. You know, you're glassing about that other girl you're thinking about, you know? <laughs> and Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's brutal. And then that moment, and I feel like, you know... It, It'll always be, it'll always take me a day or two, like, you know, yeah. de- and depending on the situation and what's going on and what I can see, you know, but like it always takes me a little bit. And then I finally remember to flip that switch and just sit back. And if it's finally, you know, maybe it's, I'm just too fed up at one point. I, I just force myself to sit down yeah. and just enjoy being in the woods and mm-hmm. I stop and I listen for a bit and I just, I breathe in like all the smells and it's quiet, you know, you, smell that nasty musty elk piss scent over here yeah. you know maybe a, the old maybe old maybe new whatever but you smell the trees the grass the pine needles like all of that stuff you you listen to the little creek or mm-hmm. just the rustling of the the wind and you finally let that switch flip a little bit yeah and then suddenly you're having fun with that hunt again yeah like don't get me wrong being at full draw at a deer or a safety off and like animal in the optic is, you know, super exciting. But like, if I can just get to the point where I appreciate the fact of that I'm out there just as much as those moments, like I'm going to be like the happiest dude in the universe, you know? So if, uh, folks wanted to find you, you mentioned your Instagram wildland hunter, mm-hmm. uh, where can they, where else can they find you? Find the videos, all that good stuff. Um, on YouTube, that's, that's the only platform I got right now putting videos. It's just Wildland Hunter, Drew Kress. I have a whole season on there, which I'm pretty proud about. Um, I don't need the criticism for the editing. I'm not that <laughs> great, man. I didn't go to school for this. Like, you know, my job in the army was infantry, like rucksack heavy, gun go boom. And then like... <laughs> me pick up a computer and like put some like you know some music in there and some like voiceover and put some film together you know i'm pretty proud of myself i you know if you guys like it send me a message and let me know like i'll, I'll really appreciate it if you don't like it just shut the hell up yeah, and, just, uh, I'm, I'm freaking sorry man like, <laughs> <try>. like <laughs> yeah, if you like it send me a message if you don't shut up yeah <laughs> don't I, need to don't need to hear that Awesome, man. Well, I will make sure I'll uh, drop some links on the show notes page. Uh, And I appreciate uh, sitting down and taking the time. It's been fun, man. Yeah, of course, man. Like, and that's the thing too. Like we were just talking about Instagram bad, but some like, this is good. Like, you know, I saw you coming through Arizona and like, you know, I would have offered you my place the other night, but I had somebody over, but, um, (laughs) you know, just like helping each other out. You know, I really appreciate that. We did that a lot in the army and, you know, now we're sharing a beer and, you know, we went dove hunting, man. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I love about this is I started this to 
you know, look back at what I was doing, but to also just meet cool people, learn from them. And this has opened so many opportunities to me that, you know, if I was, if I, I wasn't involved on socials, if I wasn't running this podcast, I would have never gotten a chance to do. And so I can't ever, however frustrated I get with it, however, you know, much Mm -hmm. dumb stuff happens on social or how much drama I can never be totally down on it because it's opened so many opportunities for me. It's crazy. Yeah. Agreed. All right, y'all, that'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Make sure to check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. That'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this podcast inspired you to get involved, get outdoors, and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more. 